We all have fears. You already knew that though. There are the more generic fears, the ones that we know everyone has that are kind of surface level and easy to talk about. You know, fear of failure, fear of what others will think, fear about making mistakes. And when we talk about it in those generic terms, it's easy to understand and yet doesn't really require us to get vulnerable. Then there's the fears that we all have but struggle to admit to ourselves and definitely struggle to say out loud. These can be things like fear of actually losing all of our money and ending up broke. Fears that we're not loved, maybe not loved by those closest to us. Fears of, quote, getting fat. And fears that we're not good enough. Not good enough for our job, our business, not good enough as moms, as partners, as friends, or just not good enough, period. This is some deep stuff. And yes, we're going there and so many more incredible places today. In this episode, we get real and honest with Athenas Angolo, a Mexican-Canadian blogger and content creator. Athenas is also a marketing strategist, a business owner, as well as a proud mother of two. And on this episode, she gets real and opens up on everything from motherhood to self-love, manifestation, business, and more. Listen up, because today you're going to hear Athena's experience of becoming a full-time entrepreneur, and then how she ended up hating her business and quitting to take an extended break, even when she was at the top of her game. You're going to learn about how fear stops all of us, and in this case, for you personally, how it may be stopping you from even taking the time to notice what's going on in your life. We talk a lot about how important it is to reevaluate what you want so that you can create what it is that you want in your life and the best life possible for you. You're going to hear a lot of ideas and tips to face fears in your life so that you can build confidence and find solutions for whatever challenges you face in your life. You also are going to hear what Athena's regrets, uh, some travel, and some of the juicy stuff which you're going to have to listen to find out. The best part is that she talks about how her regrets guide her in how she lives her life today and even how she's raising her kids. Trust me when I say that this episode has plenty of the unexpected, including a harrowing kidnapping experience that resulted in Athena's living in Canada. Believe me when I say by the end of this episode, you are going to feel inspired to do whatever it is that you want in your life. You're going to recognize that your time is so precious and the most important thing you have. You're going to have tools, ideas, and support to face the fears that may be holding you back. And I know you're going to find a new friend in Athena's just like I have. I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Golden Girls Podcast, where we believe you can have it all. I'm your host, Lisa Michaud, and I'm spilling tangible tips, goal-getting strategies, and real-life stories to inspire you to tackle your biggest dreams. You're a woman who knows you're made for more. Get ready to leave the excuses and self-doubt behind by being vulnerable, sharing your truth, and having honest conversations so you can succeed on your terms. Together, we'll set goals you'll actually achieve by staying motivated, having fun, and building a community of women empowering women. It's time to tap into your best self, get confident, and truly have it all. Golden Girl, let's dive in. 
I am here today, Golden Girls, with Athena's. She is a mother, marketing strategist, and business owner. She has a deep passion for wellness, connections, and empowerment. And Athena's is super inspiring in many ways, one of the ways being that in the last four years, she's been able to grow her audience to 50,000 people and work with international and local brands, manifesting and creating the life she wants. And I'm so honored to have you here, Athena's. You're also a friend and someone I just adore, so thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me here, Lisa. I know you don't take many guesses in your podcast, so I truly feel very, very honored to be here. Well, you have an incredible story and so many inspiring takeaways that I know our listeners are just going to love. So let's dive right in. You know, what is, you've lived a lot of lives. You know, you're a Mexican, Canadian mom, marketing strategist, business owner. (laughs) You've lived a lot of different lives. So what's your story and how did you come to be where you are? Well, I was, I was born and raised in Mexico. I came to Canada when I was 17, the first time as an ESL student. And as soon as I arrived in Vancouver, I fell in love with the city. I knew this was a place that I meant to be. Um, I always like to share that before. So I stayed here for one year. And then my plan was to go back to Mexico and study my degree in communications and a day before I leave Vancouver I remember being at the Canada place which is like my special place where I go and through all of my like desires through the universe and I remember manifesting saying I'm gonna go back here one day I'm gonna um, have a family here I'm gonna work here this is where I meant to be I didn't know how would that happen I just threw it out there and just leave it to the universe. And then um, five years later, I was living in Mexico, in Guadalajara, and I was finishing my degree in communications when something happened. So my mom was kidnapped. And after that, she became extremely um, sensitive. Like she was very scared of me and my brother and she wanted us to like leave the country. So we applied for permanent resident and we got, we got accepted, of course. So I moved to Vancouver five years after. Wow. Oh my gosh. I had no idea about your mom. Yeah. Are you open to sharing more about that story? Yeah. So I I used to go to the gym with my mom all the time. I I lived with her. It was only me and her in in her home. And we used to go to the gym together. And that specific day, I was uh, chatting with one of my friends. And I told told her, you know what? I'm going to take my own car. Like, that never happens. How crazy is that? That that specific day, I got suddenly busy talking with a freight friend chatting and I stayed there so she left in her car I left mine Um, I saw her at the gym and I say okay I I just finished my workout I'm gonna go back home she told me she will stay a little bit more and she will go to the spa and then come back home so I just went home and I wasn't paying attention on the time to be honest and around 8 p.m this was around 4 p.m. So I left the gym, let's say at 5 p.m. It was 8 p.m. And her husband called me and he said like, hey, where is your mom? And I said, well, I don't know. I just left her at the gym. And he said like, what do you mean you don't know? I'm calling her and someone is um, hanging out the, the cell phone. Something is happening. And I, I never, ever thought that 
my mom was kidnapped. Like that was the last thing on my mind. Like I never thought that that would happen to someone in my family. So I I didn't believe you. My thought was she's with a friend. She probably talked to one of her friends and went to her home. I don't know. Like you think everything except that. So he told me like, please go and look for her. He he was living in Mazatlan, like six hours away from Guadalajara. So I just put on the shoes. And while I was putting the shoes to go and look for her, um, suddenly the door was like, she was hitting the door, like screaming, open the door, like very, very. Um, so I started walking towards the door, but I wasn't completely shocked. Like what's happening? Like, why is she screaming like that? But I couldn't move. I was so scared that I couldn't move. And she was keep screaming for help I didn't know what was going on so I just went there opened the door and she was crying and crying then she told me that she was kidnapped that she stopped by the pharmacy and when she was like going inside of her car three people came they put like pushed her inside of the car and took her and they were they had guns and everything so they were um telling her like you're never gonna see your kids again just say goodbye to your kids say goodbye to your from oh look your husband is calling you you're never gonna see him again so it was a lot of um psychological trauma that she was going like just imagine all the hours so she knew that they were going away from Guadalajara they were on the highway like they were going to another city and but my mom used to work with these with these men, these important men in Mexico at that time. And they took the cell phone and they started seeing some numbers in there, like big names on the cell phone. So I guess they thought that my mother was someone important or I don't know. And they decided to to let her go. They threw her in the highway and they told her, like, just turn around. So she was like, they're gonna kill me now. But they left and they just left her there. Oh my gosh, what a what a horrific experience for your mom and for your whole family. And I am so, so sorry you had to go through that. And such a humbling reminder of just what a different and I realize life in Canada is not is not perfect. And that's just something that we never really think about or experience. So yeah, yeah. thank you for sharing. And that was sounds like it was a real turning point for your whole family. That was a completely turning point. Um, and that's how I ended up in Vancouver. So for manifesting that I will get back to Vancouver one day, five years prior, and then here I am moving to Vancouver for this reason. Like I will never imagine that this how that all of this will happen to me in five years. Like obviously that was not on my it's not the way you want to manifest it. Exactly. But, uh, exactly. Yeah, that's the oh universe gives you what you want. Maybe it's not on the form that you were thinking of. But <laughs> oh, you know, one of the things I really I want to also call attention to in your story that's really different. A lot of the women that I work with, one of the biggest things we struggle with, and literally I've had clients that I've worked with them for five or six months before they let themselves even say, This is what I want. And I don't know how, I don't know what it's gonna look like, but this is, I know what, this is what I want. And I think that's one of your real gifts. And so I know we're going to talk about this more, but I just want to call this out, like how much, how hard that is, how rare that is and how courageous that is. And also it's freaking important to be able to say, this is what I want. I want to be back in the city. I know this is where I meant to be. I'm going to have a family. I'm going to have a job. This is going to be my home. And like, yeah, I don't know exactly what that's going to look like. Um, You know, I'm flying back to Mexico tomorrow. No idea when I'm going to be back, what that's going to look like. But to have that, like that courage to even say a dream out loud, and then to 
to just trust in yourself and believe and know that you'll find a way to make it happen. Like that's one of the things I love about you. And I hope that even just that message right there, like everybody listening, that is the first step. The first step is not figuring out how the first step is figuring out what that is that you really want. And Athena, you're such a great example of that. Yes, I completely agree with you. Um, I share a little bit about what happened to me in January with you. So in now that we're talking about this subject in January, um, so back in, in July last year, I was laid off from my full-time job because of the pandemic. And I, before, like months before, I remember going to the Canada place, of course. And I remember saying, I want to become a full-time entrepreneur. Like I have already going to waitress, to Starbucks, to um, management position, customer service operations. Like I, I have done all of this marketing. I have like quit jobs going into like my dream career, etc. And what's next now? So I, I guess the next step is entrepreneur. And I said, I'm just going to put it there. I don't want to become entrepreneur right now. Like whenever it happens, it's going to happen. And then six months after pandemic hit, everything happened. And here I am. I did, I became entrepreneur. <laughs> so, oh man, never like the way you expect it's going to happen, right? Yeah, like <laughs> things, things get crazy. See, I don't know how things happen, but they happen. And whenever I say something, it always happened. Not in the way I'm expecting to or in the time I'm expecting to, but it does happen. So I think that's why it's extremely important to pay attention to the words that we say out loud, because um, I feel that whoever is out there, that's what they're picking or words. So back in January... Um, I, I was doing like, I started to uh, work on my business, concentrate on my business by the winter. I was making great money. I was working with all of these brands. I was taking everything that it was coming in. I was building websites. I was running social media accounts for several different clients. I was doing all of these partnerships, but then I started to feel burned out. And not only that, I started to hate marketing. And for me, that was a big fear because I was like, I thought the marketing was my passion. What is going on now? So I, one of the lessons that I learned during that time was that I was taking all of these clients, but they were I love them. They were not aligned with my values. I was handling all of these social media accounts without realizing that even when you run social media accounts, there is a difference because you are creating the content, you are creating the copies. And it's not the same to create a copy for an interior design company than from a hotel or from a lifestyle blog. Like everything is different. And if you're not passionate about the subject that you're writing to and the pictures that you're writing to, is you're not going to feel happy. So one of the lessons that I learned is the importance of niching down in your business and the importance of working with brands and, and clients that align with your values. Myself, I was so focused about the money in that time because, I mean, it, I, it was my first time being an entrepreneur. Like I, I didn't know how that would work and I was scared. It's the only income that I was like having coming in. I lost the um, government help because I was making enough money with my business. So 
I was in completely like I I didn't know what to do. So I was burning myself during that time. And then I realized that I didn't, I, I lost my purpose. I lost, um, I lost everything that I wanted to like, did, did, I wasn't living the life that I wanted to live. So I decided that I wanted to stop everything and make some time to think. And I remember telling that to my accountant and he was like, but you cannot just stop anything. Like, what do you mean? And I say, I, I have to. Like I have to because I don't know what I want anymore. Like I, I usually know, like I always know what I want. Like this was the first time in my life that I didn't know what I want. Like I usually um, try to visualize where I'm going. I don't know how it will come, but I, I always know what I want. But this time I didn't know. Like market, I thought that marketing was what I wanted. And now I don't know what I want. What am I going to do? So I stopped everything and took around three to four months to think, which I know it sounds crazy. And I think this has been one of the most challenging times and things that I have ever done, because when you don't have any money coming in, you start getting like, I don't know, like with fear. Panic. Exactly. That's the word. Panic. (laughs) But I and to be clear, like you were, brands were paying you $2,000 an hour. Yeah. Like I have, some, I have some, some brands that they will pay me $2,000 for one hour of my time. And, but I, it was just, I don't know. Like, I don't know how to explain that the money was not what I was looking for anymore. So it was, yeah, the money was important. Of course it's important. You, you have to feed your, I have kids, I have to feed them, but, um, but I feel that money can be um, fixable, but time wasted cannot. Like I'm, I knew that I had to be very intentional with my time. I I started to become more aware of what was really like where my energy. So I really need needed to sit, like take the time to think. And I know a lot of people they don't take that time to think because they get that fear, the fear of I like I cannot take time off because I'm going to stop making money but if you don't make the time to like review everything that is happening in your life if you are feeling um that something is missing in your life right now just take that time to think you deserve it you deserve to take the time for you to make a plan like you are co-creating with the universe. If you don't know what you want, how how do you want the other side to help you, right? Oh, there's so many good things in there to to unpack. So, okay, this, you know, I think we all kind of know in our minds or think we should be intentional, but and you did this, like you were unhappy, you were burnt out. And this, I think this is also very, very, very common. You would be surprised how many women that I talk to and even um, our mastermind members, they create a business or they get the job. Um, and then later on, they're like, holy crap, I have everything that I wanted, but it's not what I want and I'm not happy. So I think very courageous that you took the time to do this and reflect for yourself. Why do you think most people don't do that? And what gets in the way of being intentional and taking the time to reflect and and how do you make time for it? I think it's fear. I think people, they don't want to 
like confront their fears. Um, what I've seen when I talk with a lot of people that they want to start a business and they don't take action is because they have all of this limited belief inside of them. And a lot of those fears are coming from our childhood. That's why I said it's very, very important for us to pay attention to what we say, especially to our kids. That happened to me. Um, growing up with my mom, there was a lot of um, a lot of talk about self-love. So my mom has always struggled with self-love. She was putting me on a diet since I was five years old. She um, was always like very saying all of these words, like putting me against food. And I think obviously she is not that she wanted me to to live in fear or to not love myself. But I think she, it was a way for her to protect me. But I understood that later on. So I, she was telling me all of these words, but at the same time, she was also telling me other positive words like manifestation, like you can have everything that you want. And she was leading by example. So I, I think it's extremely important for us not only to say to our kids things, but also to show them the way. Yeah. Yeah. And thank you for sharing all of that. One of the things that I, you talked about and you shared with me was wanting to be the shape versus the shaper. Yes. What does that mean? And like, how does so, this relate to this, you know, the wake up call that you had in January? Yes. So in one of my, um, so when I, when I entered to this panic mode in January, I was completely blocked. I was like, I don't know what I want. Like I cannot even manifest anything because I don't, I don't know where I'm going. So I did a lot of work on myself. I hired a healer. I was meditating. I was working out. I was taking really the time for me to go within and trying to find some answers. And in one of the meditations, I thought about that. I said, okay, I, I already know what I want. I want to be very intentional with my time. If I take, so I actually manifest the job that I'm doing right now, I remember being sitting there and I say, I want to have a part-time job that, uh, so I can have some sort of security right now. And I want that part-time job to be, to be something that, it, that with intention. I don't want to be selling cell phones or selling, like I want something more meaningful for me. Like that, I mean, for some people that can be meaningful. Like for me, that that was not what I wanted. Um, so I, I threw that and I thought to myself, okay, I want to be like the only thing that I can do myself to make this happen is to be the shape. I'm not going to be the shaper. I'm going to let the universe decide like what, what will come up next. Like I know I want to be more intentional with my time, but I don't know in what way. Like I don't know if I want to stay as an entrepreneur. I know that it will be great to have a part-time job so I can I can have like some sort of security. But if it, the universe or God or whoever is out there desire that uh, decides that it's going to come in a different way, I'll take it. So myself being the shape means be prepared. I'm going to be the best version of me. So when the opportunity comes, I'm ready. So I'm going to take care of my mental health. I'm going to take care of my physical health. I'm going to take care of learning all the skills that I can on the things that I like. So when I was burning down, 
and I started to think that I hate marketing, I I took the time to review everything that I was doing, all the tasks that I was doing. And I said, okay, what do I like about what I'm doing? I know I like some part of marketing. I love, I truly enjoy working with brands. I love creating content. I love writing. I don't like building websites. Like I hate building websites. I, I There are some things that I like and some things that I don't like about marketing. So I just want the things that I like. These are the activities that I want to concentrate on. and. All of these activities have to have um, like a meaning. I, I, I wanted to have a meaning, a, a goal that is meaningful for me at the end. So anyhow, so I start taking more courses about content creation and copywriting and everything that it was related to the tasks that I love. So that's, that's what it means for me. Being the shape is for you to get ready. So when the opportunity comes, you're, you you're ready. You don't have any fear. And that's another thing. I also, during that time, started to face some fears that I had. Um, I reviewed that when I lost my job, I think I panicked, but I didn't panic as much as I should, I guess. Because when I lost my job, I stopped and think, hey, wait a minute. I've been here before. So when I moved to Canada, I got a job as a waitress in a Mexican restaurant. I didn't have any savings. Like I, I was just living by check by check. And the restaurant suddenly closed. They gave me one week notice. I didn't have any savings. I didn't have any help from anyone. I was just, and I didn't have any education here in Canada. So, or job experience. I only had my, the only jobs experience that I had in my whole life, not only in Canada, it was that waitress position in a Mexican restaurant and I was 24. So I was um, looking at the panorama there and I remember sitting down and I'm like, what am I going to do back in that time? And I, I decided the solution that I found is I'm going to invest on myself. I'm going to invest on myself. I'm going to get myself a student loan and I'm going to study marketing. And that's what I did back in that time. So now when I lost my job, I look back to that experience and I say, well, I have been here before and now I'm in a way better place. Now I have all of this job experience. I have all of these skills. So I basically copy what I did before. I got myself a business coach. I was like, I need, um, I need to improve what I'm doing right now. And a friend of mine told me like, why would you spend money right now when you don't have any income coming? Like, what are you doing? I said, that's exactly when you have to invest in yourself. When you're in your lowest, lowest uh, point, that's when you have to invest in yourself. Like if you don't have money, find the free content that is out there. There is so much free content and tutorials and workshops and everything that you can join. Don't panic. There is a lot. There is always solutions. Just sit down and review all of the possible solutions. It's not that I didn't have another solution back in that. I could easily say, you know what, I'm going to go back to Mexico and uh, live with my parents. And there, there are more comfortable solutions. But I went for the long one. I, I was like, no, I want to stay in Vancouver. This is what I'm meant to be. I'm going to make it happen. So you always got to find, I promise you, if you are struggling and you sit down and do this brainstorming, you're going to find more than one solution. 
Oh my gosh. So good. I mean, I want to like everything you say, I just want to unpack in like eight different directions, but with, you know, one of the things I just really love about you is your confidence in what you want and your unwavering commitment to it. It's really inspiring and so powerful. And you're right. Like there's always a solution and it doesn't mean that you're not scared. It doesn't mean that other people aren't going to tell you you're doing it wrong. It doesn't mean that you're not going to have setbacks. It doesn't mean that you know, you might even fully achieve your goal and to be like, oh crap, this is not what I thought it was going to be. But it means that you can get back up and super inspiring. Um, okay. A couple of things I want to, oh my gosh, so much to pull apart here. Can we even like do the spoiler alert of what happened? Cause you planted the seed, you know, the shape versus the shaper. You said, I'm going to be the shape. This is the work I want to do. Um, what actually happened from that? Like, where are you now? So from January to here, I, um, so in around, around um, March, I I started to, to review all the fears that I had and everything. So while I was doing this, I started creating a program that is called Conquering Your Fears. So by April, I was, um, my business, my influencer business, I, I knew that I wanted to keep working with brands. So I started getting some partnerships here and there. And I started to coaching women to con- to conquer their fears. So that's how I got this program set up. I just wrote everything, like every single thing that I did for me to get out of that, of all of those fears. And so I started coaching women. And then I got, suddenly I got a call from a job that I applied a year and something before. <laughs> and inviting, it was a part-time job with, like that exactly what I was looking for, like the meaningful goal that I was looking for. And I just took that opportunity. So right now I'm working part-time in that. And I'm also working on my business. And I've been, I'm super busy right now. Like I just can't believe that as soon as you know where you go, like as soon as you know what you want and you start taking action, doors start opening. I feel that it's like an unblock. Like when you don't know, when you are um, upset or not satisfied, completely satisfied with what you're doing, all of this energy start, I feel, start accumulating and start creating blocks. But as soon as you find that thing that spark, like spark your, your, um, your, your mind and everything, things start opening, like things start happening by, by themselves. Yeah. You know, I think even, I think people don't even realize this, but sometimes also knowing what you don't want is also very powerful. And I think we sometimes like make ourselves wrong for that. It's like, oh my gosh, I should just be happy with it. I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. I should just be happy with this. Or I, I love marketing. I should just enjoy this. Why aren't I enjoying this? Like, and we kind of like ignore it or squash it or push it down or think we're wrong. And um, that's, I think that's actually what creates the blocks is not listening to yourself. It, it, whether it's something, realizing the call of what you do want, whether it's, you know, living in Vancouver you and I both have that similar call or a call to marketing or brands or a call to whatever, or it's also the call that's saying, no, this is not for you, but we have to listen to that. Cause when we don't, that's, I think, I believe that's what creates the locks, the blocks in ourselves. And it's being able to listen to that, even if it's what you don't, cause if you don't, if you know what you don't want, it's a heck of a lot easier to then 
work your way backwards and be like, okay, if I don't want this, or I don't like this, or this is not working for me, then what do I want? And that's a, that's an important starting point. So I, I think, um, yeah, I just want to, I just want to call that out. Cause I think a lot of people don't recognize that. And for you use, use that as the jumping off point. And instead of making yourself wrong, we're like, well, this isn't, this isn't working. So let's figure out what's not working here and then what will work. So I, I love that. Yeah. Another thing that I will say is, so how I do the things I, I like to visualize myself in five to 10 years. Then I, I start working on manifesting that by manifesting. I mean, I try to do put every single day um, a step forward that goal. You don't have to do like something big every day. You don't have to be working full time in your job and in your um, part time in your business. You can as long as you put some time every day, the key is every day. The key is consistency. If you are consistent doing something for that dream of yours, the rest will come. You will see suddenly you, you're going to be like, wow, what's happening? Like, that's exactly what happened with my blog. I started my blog back in 2017. I never thought that four years later, I will be able to pay my bills only with this blog, only with this side hustle that it was like my fun thing to do. Like I started doing this as a, like something for fun, like sharing all the recipes, um, sharing all the like health and wellness tips that I was getting on my wellness coach certification. And then I started sharing about motherhood and all of this stuff. But every single day I was doing something for this blog. Every single day I was writing captions. Every single day I was taking pictures. Every single day I was connecting with someone, attending events. Um, I was trying to I was doing something every single day. And then four years after I lost my job and guess what? I had a side hustle that I was paying my bills. So I think it is important. Like that's, that's another message that I want to say. And, and it's not necessarily um, to become entrepreneur. It can be something else. Like sometimes I talk with friends and they said, I hate my job. I just hate my job. And I'm like, you've been in your job for five years and they say, well, this job doesn't, um, they don't value me. Um, I've been there for five years and I've been giving all of me and they don't, don't give me a raise. They don't like promote me. And I say, have you ever asked them? And they're like, well, no, but they should know. And I'm like people, are, some people are busy. Like people, like no one thinks about you more than you. Like, so if you want something, that's something that has helped me a lot as well. Whenever I want something, I try to let everyone know that I want this because you never know what opportunities can come from your friends, from coworkers, from whatever. Like when I want something, I wanted a raise. I wanted to change positions back in, in a job, um, like two jobs ago. And I remember going to my boss and say, I want to move to marketing and the, my boss said no and I said okay then I'm leaving so I knew can you imagine I, I look back to that time and I'm thinking you know what it will be so if if I wouldn't be like okay they say no then I'm gonna stay on my job and it's, I will be still there for another 10 years doing a job that I wasn't happy about like I wouldn't have all of these things that I have but I say they told me no, but no doesn't mean that I'm never going to have what I want. So if they say no, someone else is going to say yes. So 
they say, no, just look for another opportunity. You don't have to do what I did, quit your job, and get out. But you can just start looking for something else. Tell everyone you know what you want. And yeah, don't give up. This is one of the things I really love about you and what I hope that people, and I know that people listening are going to really feel your energy, which is such a commitment to figuring it out, to keep moving forward. Like it's just, it's a great message. And I'll double down on what you just said as far as, you know, asking for what you want. That is so true in every part. Like you never know who's listening or who, who's, who maybe needs to hear what you have to share or who maybe knows somebody. Um, and you're right. Like, I think, I, gosh, I wish I'd known this when I first started my career, like literally my first job, even like, I don't know where we get this idea so that anywhere in life that like our partners are going to be able to read our minds or our bosses are going to know when it's time for a raise or what opportunity we want. Like I, and I learned that lesson the really hard way uh, and definitely in past relationships and uh, but also in my career, you know, I remember um, my first year and like my, like my first like really good corporate job that I had. And I worked my butt off. And that year I went through four different managers because there was a lot of changes happening in the organization. And I worked on a big project. I think it was, I worked about a thousand hours of overtime in just a few months. Like it was, what? yeah, it was like 800, 800 hours or something in like just a couple months. It was wild. And, um, I remember going to my performance review and I was so excited. I was like, I'm going to nail this. Like, and you know, I've always been like the good girl and the, the, front row student, like the teacher's pet kind of thing. So I was like, this is gonna be great. And I get there and and my boss basically said to me, you know, you successfully met the expectations. And I was like, okay, that's the, but like, what about all the other things that I did? And he's like, oh, well, like, I didn't really know about that. You did that. Like that didn't really get passed along. And I remember I was like, oh my gosh. Okay. And because I'd gone through four different managers and no one had really communicated, no one had really properly communicated that and never got through to it. And that was just such, such a powerful lesson for me that like, no one is going to advocate for what I want and what I need. And definitely like I could have been bitter about it. And I, I wasn't, I took that as like a, this is a really good lesson. Like, yes, this lesson probably cost me a couple percent of a raise and a bigger bonus, whatever, but I'll never forget this lesson. And from then on, like every month, every two months I would sit down and like, I would, I actually kept a list. I kept a PowerPoint presentation You guys, I love PowerPoint presentations um, of like all my accomplishments. I, every time I had a meeting with my boss, I would sit there and be like this, 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 and this. And I would tell them exactly what I wanted. And these are my goals. And these are the things. And I reached out and found mentors and I asked people and, and, you know, every year after that, I, I got the highest, you know, the highest raises, the highest um, performance ratings that I could get and got promoted multiple times because I advocated for myself because I was able to say, these are the things that I did. This is what you wanted from me. This is what I did. And, and having those conversations. And I know for sure, I never would have had the success that I did and the opportunities and the promotions and the mentors I got to work with and the projects I got to work on if I hadn't asked for them and said, this is what I want. And then also been able to say like, this is what I did and stand up for myself. So I think that, yeah, I just want to like, echo that raise your hand girl raise your hand you want to be seen you want you want people to know what you want raise your hand yeah absolutely you you know what I think that's another lesson that I learned when when I was uh taking this time back in January that was like what can I do to impact the world like I want to be famous so I can I can change the world so many people can see my message and then I, I realized you know what you can change, like my only job here in this era, it is to enjoy this time. 
I think we are here to learn, to grow, to love, to seek, to teach. I think that's the reason why we are here. For us to be the best versions that we can be so we can spread that love to others. Yeah, at the end, I feel that when I when I say like money can be fixable, but time cannot, I always think about like when I go back, like when it's time for me to say goodbye to this earth and I go back to my life, I don't want to be regret with regression. Like I don't want to be regretting that I didn't do this because there's so many things that I regret that I have that I didn't do back in my teenage dream in my teenage years and my 20s um, that I don't I decided that I don't want to regret anything I want to be doing everything that I love I want to be the best version of me so when I go back and I say my 30s my 40s my 50s they were the best years because I was plenty very aware of what I wanted and I was doing what I want so good now, I'm guessing this came because you've had some regrets. I'm guessing that you now know you don't want to regret because you did regret things. What are some of the things that you do regret? Well, I do regret not um, not traveling enough. Like I, I'm always so jealous of my brother because he was taking all the summers going backpacking in South America and Europe. I never did that. And I know it's never too late, but like right now, it wouldn't be the same experience with two with two kids. Maybe when they get to, I don't know, like they're four teens. But right now, like it's it's just like I cannot go backpacking. It will be a completely different experience. So I wish I I I did that. I also wish I was raised in a very traditional um, hometown, and I was a very good girl. I was like a very very good girl and I it's not that I regret being a good girl I mean I like having these values and stuff but I wish I wasn't that good I, I wish I like what would you go back and do oh I can't <laughs> I would get very wild <laughs> I will be like sleeping around going party car I did party I did party car but I I was like a very good girl but I I think I will try different different things I will be sleeping around I don't know like I will do a lot of stuff that I didn't do and also I learned a lesson from that I don't want my kid like for me there was not sex talk with my parents there was a lot of taboo um like racism like a lot of subjects that we never ever touch and I didn't know how uneducated I was until I arrived in Canada to be honest like, I feel that I'm, like, real, I'm learning now. Like, I'm, I'm 25 years old, and I'm just learning all of this stuff that I should have learned when I was a kid. But those subjects, they were not in the top, in, in the table. So I want to bring, the, I want to do that different with my kids. I mean, Mexico, I feel our culture is very traditional in general. Um, we are our biggest uh, religion is Catholic, and so is is there are a lot of subjects that are not on the table. And here in Canada, I think it's a completely different experience. I'm not saying that Canadians are wild, but yeah, I feel that I have more freedom. I feel that there is more transparency, or I don't know if it's the times. 
2020. I have no idea what it is, but I just feel that there is more um, important subjects that I wish I was educated about when I was a child. Uh, Thank you for sharing those and being so real. And what I love about it is that you have regrets and you're using them to now to guide the rest of your life. You're using the regrets that you have to guide the conversations you have with your kids that are different than the conversations you had growing up. And you're using those regrets as a reminder to, as we, you know, pulled right to prioritize pleasure in your life. You know, now maybe you maybe didn't do that in your teens and twenties, but now you are, you're like, what do I want? What do, how do I make this the best decade of my life? Like that's so, so powerful. And so as much as, you know, I hope I don't wish necessarily regrets on people, there can be power out of regrets. If you can look at it and then recognize what, what is it that I missed and how can I then shift my life intentionally to change that? That's why, you know, I, I it's funny that you pulled that card from Daniela Por. I really like her and her, her message about like knowing how you want to feel. And that's that's the reasons why I like your uh, your planner, because it, it does make me think like if you don't have the time to think, just get Lisa's planner. <laughs> it's it's going to make you think every single week and, and do like the whole um yeah, the whole review, like, am I going on the right direction? How did I feel this week? What activities I, I've been doing to full file, like to fill up my cup? Like, what are the activities that I don't like to do? So I think it's extremely important for us to see the whole pictures so we can uh, be living the life that we desire. Yeah, thanks for the shameless plug. I appreciate that. <laughs> So, you know, I definitely agree with you and love Danielle Laporte's message around like, how important feelings are. You also say that words are very important. And like, how does that guide you? You know, how I, you shared a couple stories and if you got more, feel free to share them of how words have, and energy has affected your life. But like, how do you actually implement that? And how do you, how do you, how does that shape who you are on a day-to-day basis as a, as an entrepreneur, as a coach, as a mom, how does that shape you? You know, I've been doing meditation for like forever. I had this, I have this book that is called, well, it's, a, it's in Spanish. I, I haven't seen a version in English of this book. However, it's kind of like the secret. I think whoever wrote the secret, they read this book first. I don't have any doubt of that. But it's a, in the book, there are a lot of words. Like you say, like today is going to be the best day of my life. Uh, money flows to me all the time. So every morning I repeat those words over and over, over and over. I have been repeating those words since I was 14. Like I know this by like, in the morning, I don't have to read them anymore. I just repeat them over and over, over and over, every morning. And I see, I, I feel that when we repeat constantly those thoughts and those words, they will affect you. It's like the positive words will affect you. The negative words affects you too. Like when you are with a coworker that is constantly or with a person that is constantly negative, the words are going to get to you at some point, even you can be the most positive, great energy person in the world, but is going to start getting into you. So try to, um, that's why I, that, long time ago I read this book about Masaru Emoto it's called this this guy about an experiment that he did with water so he put in a room he put all of this bunch of people and all of them they were saying like positive words and on the other room he put a bunch of people saying negative words 
and the and the shape of the water when they like they they have this instrument that they can see like the shape of the water. I have no idea how they can see that, but they show you the pictures in the book. Just Google it, Masaru Emoto, and you will see um, like how crazy how the impact that your words have in your body what we are i don't know 80 water something like that i'm very bad on this but i know we are like 80 water Is i'm pretty it? sure and like i'm chugging water here so i'm probably close to like 95 right now but yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so imagine all the words like that all the energy that is flowing into your body if you can shape that energy to positive just with words so i I'm, I truly believe in the impact of, of the words that we say. I try to practice that every morning right now. I'm doing this very quick um, meditation because I don't have much time that it says today is going to be a good day. Um, say it whether you mean it or no. Today is going to be what could, get, what could go right today? Like how can, how, what can make this the best day of your life? So just start say those words and see what happens. Just practice this. I would recommend everyone to practice saying positive positive words every morning with whatever you want to manifest, even if it's um, money or if it's a new job or being a better mom or being whatever it is. Just write a positive sentence and repeat it over and over, over and over for a month and you will start seeing the change. I promise you, you will start seeing the change. Got that, everyone? There's your invitation and your challenge. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, you know what? I've been in con- consistent sometimes, inconsistent overall, not super consistent about it. But I, every time I do do that or do those kinds of um, like mantras or something that, especially when they're related to my goal, it, it changes things. So I believe in it. Really cool. And I also, I need to like put in this caveat because I had a conversation with a client earlier this week and I, I'm going to record a podcast episode about it. This is not about toxic positivity. This is not about pretending like everything is okay when it's really not. Like, and I think um, your story, I, I think, has really highlighted that. That, like, it was actually the fact that you were not happy that yeah. brought you out and and allowed you to then figure out what you do want, right? So, like, it's not only about choosing positive or always being happy or only say, thinking good thoughts. Like, the the negative things, negative emotions, negative thoughts that we have, they also have a purpose if you use them with purpose. The reason that that colleague that always complains drains you is because they're not, there's no purpose to it. They're just complaining and being negative with no purpose. But I, so I just wanted to, I guess, make that distinction. I'm going to do a podcast episode on this in the future, but I want to say this is not about like forgetting that there's other things that may be negative or that we may need to change in our life, but it's about being that that has a purpose too, like it did in Athena's life, like it, like it has in mine too. And you can also, there's a lot of power with intentionally adding positivity to your life and positive words and thoughts. Exactly. It's not that nothing bad happened to us and, or that you're not allowed to think bad thoughts. Exactly. Like I, I of course get, um, anxiety and get bad thoughts and everything. Um, when I, when I was, um, I didn't share about this, but um, when I had me, I remember with all this trauma that I grew up with. Me as your daughter. Yeah, me as my daughter. So when I grew up with with um, with this self-love trauma and I had Mia, I always said, you know what? When I have a daughter, I'm going to understand my mom. 
And then Mia came and I was in the middle of the night feeding Mia. And I remember looking at her and say, how is it possible that my mom was looking at me and don't thinking that I'm the most beautiful thing in this world? Like, I just can understand this. And this fear of my mom doesn't love me came to me. And I was like super sad and probably depressed for a few months thinking about like, what and I started hating my mom to be honest in that time I was like she never uh, loved me like she did all of this to me I was in a victim mode I was thinking I'm the victim like she it was such a bad mom and I was thinking all of these things until I I said you know what but why until I start asking questions to that fear so why like why would she do why would she don't love me like what is wrong with me and then I start asking and asking questions until I realize that our fears are not against us they want to protect us like my mom was the fear she is not that she didn't love me she wanted to protect me so I what was she trying to protect you from I think from her like because she suffered a lot from her own self-love she was scared that people would not like me or that um, that I wouldn't be enough or that I will not going to love myself. But that's exactly what it was happening, that I was not loving myself. Uh, but she was always putting me on a diet so I can be happy. That was her because that for her happiness was related to self-image. She thought that 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 would that would be the same for me, but it wasn't like happiness for me was completely and she now she told me I shared this with her like I after I was confronting my fear I confront her and I say you know what I felt all of this like I remember a very very bad episode when I was a child and she screamed to me you're fat girl and I those words I think you know what I don't have many memories from my childhood so I can't believe that I have that memory because I don't remember many things from my childhood, but I remember exactly that moment. That's what I'm saying, that words matter. The words can be a very impactful thing. And it's not that she, like, she has always been there for me. Like, I know she loves me, but probably in that time, she lost her shit. <laughs> like, I guess she, she lost her. I don't know. Probably, I don't know. Maybe my brother and I, we were fighting. Who knows? But she lost it. And she said those words to me and they stay with me forever and I was seven years old when the and I remember the age I can't believe that I even remember the age but I remember the age I remember where we were like I remember everything and I remember her screaming that to me so since then I became like I was eating and eating and eating a lot like I wanted to get very fat when I was a kid um and as soon as my parents got divorced, I became obsessed to lose the weight. Like my mom moved away. She she was like very far from me. I became obsessed to lose the weight. And I'm not psychology, like I, like psychologist. I don't know uh, how, how really mine works. But um, when I analyze the whole thing, I think that the reason maybe why I started trying to lose weight it was because my mother was not there anymore and maybe that was my way to be like oh now I'm gonna be I'm gonna be pretty that was like so she can go she can come back I don't know like I it can be many things like I'm not a psychologist but I know I I became obsessed to lose the weight I wanted to 
I didn't, I always say, I don't want to be like her, but I want, I was becoming her. Like I was taking like all of these diet pills, exercising diet after diet after diet. And I, I, I truly believe that all of this, I mean, after I had Mia, everything like changed for me. It was like a big wake up call of finally, finally confronting that fear. I never knew, I was not aware that I had that fear until I had Mia and it was time for me to confront it. Wow. And I thank you so much for your vulnerability and your honesty in that. I just, I see you and that's, that's so hard. Um, how has confronting that fear, that fear that your mother didn't love you, that fear of getting fat, that those fears, how did confronting that change your life? Oh my God. I just felt so light. I feel so light. Like when I realized that everything I knew about health and wellness and love and acceptance, I feel free. That's the word. I feel free. Like now I don't care if I show up naked and people doesn't like it. It's their problem. Like this is my life. Tomorrow I can die. I don't care. Like this is my book. This is my, uh, yeah. And I feel that I'm like the, how do you call like protagonist of this because this is my life. So I, I want to do whatever I want. I want to love me and do whatever. Like if I want to wear shorts, I wear shorts. If I want to wear a bikini, I'm going to wear a bikini. I don't care anymore what people think because I truly got to the point and make the work to love and accept myself in every chapter. And by this doesn't mean that I don't like taking care of myself. I love taking care of myself and I do it because I love me, not because that is society standards or because I want my mother to love me or my husband to like me or I don't do it for anyone. I do it for me. Mic drop. So good. So good. Uh, yeah, that that's amazing. Just such a great message because I think sometimes we we avoid the fears. We avoid the uncomfortable, the discomfort. And when we can actually look at that, explore it, that's actually what liberates us and makes us feel free and makes us evolve and move on, right? And it sounds like, you know, you exploring the self-love piece is very similar to even like the job, you know, like your job loss, like you are, cause you'd been through it once. Cause you'd face those fears. The next time it happened, it was like, yeah, I got this. I'm all in as an entrepreneur. No big deal. Yeah. I just hired a business coach. Yeah. I'm making no money. No big deal. I got this. this is the only way to make this happen. And so because you've been able to confront those fears and, and really dive into them, move through them, that is what's allowed you to 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 keep rocking it in in so many aspects of your life and I know that's that's what you're so passionate about sharing with people isn't it yes I love I love I love encourage people to face those fears because one once you do you you face one fear it's going to be way easier to fear another and to face another and to face another it becomes a practice you start becoming more confident that's the word you start becoming more confident because you know that you can do it, that whatever it is, um, you're going to find a solution. So I've been going through um, the, the fear of thinking that my mother doesn't love me. I've been going through the fear of job loss. I think this has been one big one, the fear of not having enough money, the fear of 
um, not knowing what is next, like feeling completely lost. There, I think everyone faces fears like constantly. Um, some of them ignore them. They just say, you know what, I'm just going to pretend it's not there. Others um, decide to take half action. I will say half action. And the other ones, they are like, no, I just want this to be gone. So go for it. They go for them. What would you say is somebody listening being like, all right, I know I have a fear, whether it's fear of leaving this job that's really crappy or fear of leaving the business that's maybe successful but not working or leaving a relationship or leaving a toxic work environment or whatever that is. What is the first step in facing and conquering a fear? The first step is what I do myself is I like to go to my past. I like to go to my past and ask questions about that. So I like to go and say, okay, um, I start analyzing myself like if I were a psychologist. So why do I think that I'm, um, that I'm not good enough? Okay, what are my fears? So first of all, I find, okay, what is exactly my fear? My fear is to be rejected. My fear is that I'm not going to have enough money. My fear is whatever the fears it is. Then I will try to find out where is this fear coming from like what experiences have happened to me that make this fear come here after i i find that then i start asking questions so i can start meeting the fear halfway and then after that i will come up with solutions so good so simple then this is why you're coaching women on this it's brilliant <laughs> so good um okay before i let you go i want to ask you one more question because i know it took you 4 years to leave your job and and in the end it was very liberating for you um what's your best advice for someone who wants to leave their 9 to 5 or wants to grow their side hustle but they are scared because i i know that there's a lot of mindset pieces that you had to get around to make that happen do what I did. It's, it's exactly what I said right now. Just write down all the fears that you have. Then look at the past because most of the time those fears come from words or they come from actions or episodes that happened in the past. Write down what happened in the past. Start asking those questions and then um, ask yourself what can like what can go wrong if you go to your to towards that fear and what can go right. So you can um, balance it out. And most of the time you will see that there are a lot that most of the time is going to go right. Find, write down all the things that you can do every day to make that goal happen. Even if it's only five minutes a day, 30 minutes a day, connecting with someone, sending a message, raising your hand. There are many things that you can be doing today that it would take that much time and whatever you do every day, that's what they say, whatever action you do, whatever, um, yeah, whatever things that you do daily is going to shape your future. That is so true. So every single day make something that it will get you closer to where you want to be. And I listened to Lisa's episode the other day and another episode here in the golden girl podcast, when you share, you know what I thought that, I will be in certain um, that I will be making, I don't know how much money by this time with my business, but you have to understand that things are not always coming on the time that we want to, they come on the right 
time because there are many lessons that we have to learn. And that's why we're here to learn, to grow, to, to seek, to find. And we are not um, every chapter. This is like I, I see our lives like a book that in our books, we have many chapters with many lessons. So pay attention on the lessons that are around you. Make make the most of them and overcome them. And if you do all of this, you don't have to be having thousands of followers for you to inspire inspire others. Like with doing what you, like you're living your true self, that is inspiring. You don't have to be like changing the world, just living your true self. Such good words. Okay. <sighs> I feel like it's hard to hard to go anywhere uh, with that because it's just such a such a beautiful place to such a beautiful reminder for everybody. Okay, you also have a very generous offer for our listeners. What is that? Yes, I want to offer to whoever is listening to this podcast a fifty percent off on my Conquering Your Fears program. So uh, this program, as I said, has helped me a lot to um, overcome all of my own fears. And I hope it can help one of you as well. Oh my gosh, so from thank here you. to end of August, you guys can, can book me. Uh, amazing. Uh, so that's till the end of August 31st, 2021. How can, uh, I'll post links in the show notes. Like, is there a certain link that people go to or a promo code or how can they use it? They can go to my website, athenasangulo.com, and they can read more about what the, this program is about. And they can DM me via Instagram, athenasangulo. And yeah, I can, I can, um, we can arrange that via DM. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. That's super generous. And what an amazing opportunity for everybody listening who is facing a fear to learn Athena's amazing method to overcome it. So good. And you did say where people can find you and follow you, but I just want to like highlight that. Please go love on Athena's and give her lots of support. So, <coughs> oh, excuse me, Athena's Angolo on Instagram and your website is athenasangolo.com. Is that right? That's right. Amazing. We'll put all the links in the show notes. Please go give her some love. Okay. Now we're going to do some rapid fire questions before we wrap up. Um, what is a goal that you're working on right now? Ooh, um, right now, my goal is still growing my business. I, yeah, my goal is to keep growing the business from here to the end of the year. That's, that's what I'm working on right now. Awesome. What is the best lesson that you learned in the last year? to be intentional with my time. Hmm. How did you learn that? Like how, what was that moment that, that taught you that the time was more important than the money? It was a time when I was making enough money, but I wasn't feeling completely complete or happy. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, hopefully for everybody listening, you can hear that that is, that's real and you don't have to go down that path, but that, yeah, so good. Uh, okay. Tell me, do you eat Canadian poutine? No, much. I like it, but I don't eat Canadian okay, poutine. But you okay, so if you like it, would you rather have cheese curds or shredded cheese on it? Shredded cheese. What? No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm going to have to take you for some poutine and then we'll go eat it at Canada Place with curds because yes. the right curds are so good. I'm biased, but that's my opinion. Uh, okay. If you had a magic wand, what would you use the magic for? 
Oh my God. I will use some magic to, to help people. Like to How be welcome. I don't know. Like if people were hungry, I will just put a magic wallet. I would put food on it. It's the first thing that came to my mind. And I will be walking around people that are worried and stressed. I will just put the magic wand in like this in their minds. That's exactly what I will do. Yeah, that's so cool. I hear in that, like your passion for helping you obviously have a connection with food as well that you, oh, yeah. I think, you know, like can come out like, I know you did nutritional and wellness, right? Like there's obviously some passion. That was the first thing. How gorgeous is that? That The first thing that came to my mind was to give people food. Yes, yes. And the last thing you said was like alleviate their stress in their mind, which is what you're doing with what you're doing and conquering your fears. So coaching. So, I mean, there you go. I may not have a magic wand, but you're already making these things happen, which is super cool. Okay, last question. If you could travel anywhere right now for food, where would you go and what would you eat? Oh my God. My I mean, I the thing is I love Mexican food. So obviously what I'm craving right now is Mexican food, but I have never been in Paris and I'm dying to go. I don't know why. I just want to go with Mia and no with my daughter and with my boy. But I feel that I want to do a, a girl's trip with Mia to Paris and eat all the croissant and pasta in the world. <laughs> so that's, that's, that's another goal that I have. Bring me a, like in a girl's trip to Paris one day. Oh, that's so beautiful. Oh my gosh. Athena, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with our audience, for sharing your stories and being so honest. You know, I think all these things, complicated relationships with foods and mothers and motherhood and entrepreneurship. These are things that we all experience and not everybody is willing to talk about them. And you talk about it in such an honest way. And then also such a way that, um, you create change, you take action and you get what you want. I think anybody listening to this episode, they've now have that takeaway. Like they, they, you, they can also get whatever that they, they want in life. And you've, you've done your shining example of that. And your stories have inspired us all. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Lisa. Isn't Athena amazing? I got to tell you, this episode is definitely a little different than some of the other interviews that I've done. Although we initially started out really wanted to focus on sharing fears, facing fears, the power of words and manifestation, and we tackled all those things, we also went so many other amazing directions and so much honesty and experiences came out that... I mean, there was just no way we could take them out, right? They're so good. One of the things I really wanted to call out is that we talked about the importance of being intentional, the importance of taking time to think and reflect, especially if you're unhappy or burnt out, you must make the time for yourself to reflect and figure out what it is that you actually want. I'm a big advocate of this for taking the time to reflect often, weekly, hello, weekly planning, right? Monthly, yearly. And I think what Athena shared is such a reminder of that and such a powerful example. I mean, she literally quit her business when it was what she thought she wanted and was at the top of top of her industry and still was not, was not feeling fulfilled. And I feel like that's just so powerful and so inspiring. I also love what she says, everything she says about your time being more precious than money and how important that is to spend and invest it wisely. I have to say though, one of the most inspiring things and probably the biggest takeaway from for me from this whole conversation with Athena is her positive attitude. This is a woman who has overcome a lot. This is a woman who has faced many challenges and she continues to show up. 
Athena's continues to do the hard things, to challenge herself, to choose to do uncomfortable things, and to be positive, to be committed to doing better and going for what she wants. And she does this in a way that's not about toxic positivity, but just about real empowerment, real strength, and this relentless pursuit of what she knows is possible and what she desires in her life. My friend, I hope that this episode inspired you too. Now you have some some new tools, some tools to tackle your fears because, you know, we, we've all got them. I hope you also have some new awareness and reminder of the importance of how the words you speak to yourself and those around you, how, how important that is. Maybe it's also inspiring you to be a little less of a good girl. I know I laughed a lot and smiled when I listened and re-listened to Athena sharing her regrets. And maybe it's just me, but it sure makes me want to get a little more wild. And I'm not going to lie, when those clubs reopen, look out because I'm going to be there ready to dance it up. Athena's, tell me you're coming with me. Anyone else, send me a DM. Let's do this. <laughs> all right. Well, most of all, I really hope that after listening to this, you're ready to go take action on whatever big or small goal that you have and keep on creating the life that you want. You've got this. Thank you so much for listening. If something spoke to you, send me a message by sharing this episode and tagging me on social media. If you know someone who would love to hear this episode, please share it with them too. Because I love surprises, make sure you subscribe to the Golden Girls podcast today. It's the only way to find out about bonus surprise episodes and make sure you don't miss a single beat on your golden journey. Thanks again for listening and I will talk to you in the next episode of the Golden Girls Podcast.